Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of iZombie Radio. I am one of your hosts, Blaze Hopkins, and I am here, as always, with my two bros, Chris King and Sean Carpenter. Uh, Sean, missed you last week. What are you up to? How are things going, buddy? I've been playing a little too much Magikarp Jump. <laughs> I have a bit of a problem. Um, especially because I've been only naming my fish Carpenter for this entire time. <laughs> because it is the greatest pun I could make right now. <laughs> but yeah, I had some things happen last week. For Unfortunately, couldn't make it. Mostly due to the fact that I could not watch the episode until uh, about three days ago. So, fun episode. But at A least... lot of jokes, a lot of references. <laughs> at least you were, uh, I mean, last night was pretty good too. Oh, last night was fun. So... <laughs> last, night was, last night was interesting, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's good to have you back. Good to be back. Excited to uh, talk about all the jokes last night. And the other third of this tripod, we have Chris King. How are you, my friend? Without without the third, you know, without all three legs, guys, we cannot stand. We are a tripod. <laughs> um, I'm doing pretty well. We are a stool. Um, we are, yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm, doing, no, I'm doing well, kind of riding the high of this week. Uh because uh, it's been a been a pretty good week so far. You know, Blaze, you and I just found out last night that we're going to San Diego Comic Con officially. Whoop, whoop. So that's cool. We got Philly Comic Con this weekend, which will be a lot of fun. The Riverdale cast is going to be there, and whoop, some whoop. other cool people. And then we're seeing Wonder Woman tomorrow night. So overall, just a really whoop, kind whoop. of nerdtastic, awesome, awesome week. And I'm going to a concert this weekend. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a good time. So yeah, I'm I'm feeling quite good. I'm a little little tired, but you know, like I said, the good uh the good weeks kind of got me pumped. And uh, the well, fact you're that we're tired got the... now, I have some bad news for you. Yeah, <laughs> and we got the uh, I think in my opinion we got the best episode of the season last night. So I'm really excited to talk about it. Yeah, I am as well. And uh, I'm feeling a bit tired too, but um, like you said, lots of good stuff coming up. Pumped to see Wonder Woman and everything, so... And uh, after last night's episode, yeah, this should... I'm excited to talk about it. Um, so with that, um, I think tonight we're pretty much going to jump right into our episode review and um, just dive in, because a ton happened in the episode. Um, last night's episode was Season 3, Episode 9, 20-Sided Die, um... Which brought back some familiar side character faces um, as a group and had Liv eat some Dungeon Master Brain. So that was pretty exciting. I really love Dungeons and Dragons and everything that comes with it. So I thought the episode was a blast. But, um, I mean, Chris, you thought it was the best episode of the season. Do you want to kick us off here? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I, I said in my review last night, like, the best word to describe the episode was, like, electric. It was just this constant um, energy uh, throughout it, and every little bit of it worked exceptionally well. Like, whether it was, uh, you know, just kind of like an entertaining, funny moment, 
or whether it was pushing the story forward. Um, it just was the show firing on all cylinders. We got, you know, a ridiculously funny and entertaining brain, um, you know, with live on the Dungeons and Dragons uh, brain. And it just brought out like really funny sides to every character. But I th- feel like each character in this episode, they somehow found the perfect balance to give like everyone their kind of due, you know, um, which I thought was really cool. They're continuing storylines, you know, Blaine's takeover from last week is continuing on. We see him now trying to shop the blue brain. We have chase graves and live finally meeting. I shouldn't say finally, he just came in last week, but they, they meet, they meet at the end of the episode. Um, obviously, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it, but the return of Basio, like, there was just a whole lot to love. And, uh, you know, this was never one of those episodes where I kind of, I felt like I was like looking at my watch or that, you know, I, I was looking at my phone or anything. I was glued to the screen and it got to the point too, like I'm jotting down notes where like, I almost just didn't want to take notes because I was so like invested in what was going on. It was, uh, it was great. And I could have watched the Dungeons and Dragons scene the game night scene that that could have gone on for the whole rest of the episode and i would have been happy yeah no absolutely i think you pretty much sum it up really well with saying it's electric um i felt the same way like i i felt like just every scene every moment Every joke all felt, they just all hit. The show was really on point last night. Um, I remember going, you know, getting halfway, and I was like, wow, you know, there's got to be, what, like 10 minutes left in the episode? And uh, and I was like, holy crap, no way. We're, like, I have another half to this episode. And, uh, and yeah, it was just one of those things you really, I think you really got lost in it, and that, that was a big thing for me. Um, Sean, what did you think? It was a lot of nerd fun, and I loved every second of it. Loved all the little nerd references here and there. Um, the one thing in particular that really got me just laughing hysterically was towards the end of the episode with uh, Blaine and his dad um, because of music choice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> music choice has kind of been spot on these past couple of episodes, and I'm like kudos to whoever is like getting the rights to these songs and whoever's you know dealing with this because it's brilliant um then just the whole like dungeons and dragons scene with team z as well and just how at first some of the characters were like not really into it and then eventually somehow were the most into it (laughs) Um, I kind of saw that one coming though, because you know, he's kind of Clive's kind of a big Game of Thrones fan. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I mean, though Earl lives on to see another day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, That's... and I definitely Earl's... agree though. The Dungeon Master Brain, like, I really wanted to talk about that because. That just led to so many amazing moments. I mean, from the the minute 
Liv like steps into the I guess precinct with Clive, you know, and starts just describing everything very specifically and the situations to all building up to that moment of them having an act and having an actual D and D session together. Um, I was a little, I agree. I at first was a little surprised at how Clive like wasn't a little more on board from the start because of that game of Thrones background. But I mean, I think it just works so well for his character to always be that, have that little like edge to him, I guess. And, uh, and see him fully jump in by the end. That was by far the the best part for me, especially when he talks about it and he's like pulling the lich's head out. Where is the lich? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lich, please. Yeah, there was. Yeah, Major too with the. No, his first name is just Sergey. Um. Uh... <laughs> Like, that was... The names were great. Peyton was Brangelina. Like, it was... Uh, yeah, again, that whole sequence. And then Rose's freaking old lady voice mm-hmm. was the... Oh, my God. It was... Like, they, she said on Twitter that uh, they had the most fun they've ever had filming an episode with, with this one. And, like, that scene especially, you can tell. Like, everyone is just, like so committed and seems like so into it mm-hmm. and even and even Ali Mashaka because like Peyton has to seem disinterested it's almost like she's on the verge of breaking sometimes because it's just all so like over the top and goofy it was uh oh man it was the best yeah I thought um that was the other thing Rose McIver just once again I thought was just amazing and with this role and this character and brain and everything um I don't know, it's just, it feels so authentic every time she jumps into a different character, I guess, or a different brain. Um, but last night, I thought, was pretty much perfection in terms of, like, what I wanted and what I expected and everything. And, uh, and I don't know, I think, yeah, it, I think you could just tell that they had so much fun doing, getting to do this sort of as a group, um... You know, they a lot of the times we get to see people sort of interact with Liv on a brain individually at different moments, whether it's like Clive, you know, again, in at the police station or at the scene of a crime, um, and then like Ravi in his limited um, settings as well. And, and yeah, so I don't know. I just thought this brain was an absolute blast. And sort of as we've mentioned before, I the brains this season have definitely to me felt a little more hit or miss than past seasons or a little similar to other things we've seen before. And, um, and I thought that they were able to really deliver this just with a freshness and it didn't, you know, I think that this very easily could have felt, could have fallen into that category and felt like something that we have seen before on the show, or at least similarly, um, whether, you know, similarly to her, when she was on like the video game nerd brain and uh, it was the guy who played like world of Warcraft essentially. Um, I don't know. I, I was, again, I was sort of, I just really wanted them to nail this and I was so happy that they did. So this, I think this definitely was my favorite brain. Yeah. It's definitely between this and dominatrix brain for me for, Favorite favorite brains of the season. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, we did get a nice little callback to that as courtesy say, of Jimmy's uh, dominatrix. The, you weren't journal. the only one to be uh, 
to be long-lastingly impacted by dominatrix brain chris yeah 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 no i uh, i was i was impressed by jimmy's sketch skills there um he did more than did just he draw, draw the, the nipples, nipples? <laughs> he, he, he did more than just draw the nipples um but uh he uh yeah that was i just loved that i love too that clive sees it yeah and it's and it's like not like that he and like he, he, he right there, like, he doesn't have to show live, but he, he just is like, he, he like, he, he just turns it and, like, her expression, and then what, I think she said, like, live, uh, live, save, what's, she, oh, God, I forgot what the line is, it's like, live, uh, saves against upchucking or whatever, because she was, like, narrating that, to um, yeah, that was just really funny, I mean, having Jimmy... And Vampire Steve back, and and getting the backstory on Vampire Steve's yeah, right. vampire look. I was a little disappointed in him, all because of a girl, all because of Twilight. <laughs> yeah, I was a little surprised <laughs> at that too. It still, still was hilarious. Like, really, Twilight of all things, Steve? Come on. Yeah, I, I agree. Though. I was a little. I, I mean, I still think it's funny because I think in the end it shows that they are also such nerdy side characters, um, like to their cores, I guess. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great having them back and funny seeing them all, seeing them sort of just those two. I guess like interact with one another and like cross paths and everything, um, especially outside of work. Definitely. And, like, they both have had some very, like, interesting interactions with Liv in the past, too, so... Mm -hmm. I think um, it's just nice that the show is starting to, you know, I don't... I, I like having these characters around, um, because they, I don't need anything else from them. No, definitely. Well, definitely. And, and Jimmy's been, like, really, like, a fun kind of mm -hmm. recurring character... Since I guess what was it the second up uh, second episode of season one when he first appears and because I think that's when Liv is like on the artist's brain and uh, yeah I think you know he's just been one of those like really fun kind of side characters that has consistently popped up and his interactions with Liv have always been great because he's gone from like absolutely despising her to like you know with the dominatrix brain being pretty turned on by her and it's just like it's just uh it's really funny kind of his he never ends up jimmy never ends up in a in a good spot in that episode. <laughs> he, he's either he's either getting like he's either getting shown up but with Liv's drawing skills he's getting like told to like shut up and sit down by dominatrix live or he's having nipples. i was yes or he's having his very very private and detailed sketches uh, shown to the women he's sketched, and uh, oh man, poor poor Jimmy, poor Jimmy. Yeah, and um, I mean, it, yeah, I think they just did a nice job of tying the brain together with the case and everything. And uh, I don't know, I'm put putting all of that into one episode because again, it's like I I don't need anything else from these characters, but when they are able to just seamlessly um, touch on them and add to their backstory, I think it works perfectly. No, definitely. And it was, this was a fun, like kind of smart way to bring them back into it too. Right. Cause like these, they seem like the type of people 
you know, that would be playing uh, D&D, just like Ravi, despite Ravi's protests. And, uh, you know, I'm not, not a nerd. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's just, um, it's a fun way of reincorporating them uh, into the story. Yeah, no, nah, absolutely. And uh, speaking of Ravi, I mean, that's, Sean, your little touch on his... Uh, his protests against being labeled a nerd, I think that sort of perfectly segments us into um, what we got out of him last night. And we basically picked, did the episode picked right up, right? From at the beginning with um, yep. pretty much with Ravi in uh, Harley's anti zombie group meeting where he was left uh, last time. And, you know, Ravi pulls a pretty ballsy move here, and he he kind of steps up, and we we get te- I mean, we get teases again. Another line I loved from Major last night was when Major just straight up, um, you know, they're playing, and he's like, "Oh, don't you have to like wait on your horse outside?" <laughs> and uh, and again, you know, there's all these callbacks to sort of Ravi staying in that car last season and uh, not being able to step up. And here, last week, left him in this position alone and sort of having to step up. And what does he do? Not only does he sort of stay cool and collected, he reveals himself. He reveals his identity, his work location. Um, he puts it all on the table sort of in, in this meeting. And I definitely was surprised. I mean, happy, but surprised to see that out of him. Sean, how did you feel about this? He's the true hero of this episode. <laughs> that that's really how I feel about the whole thing. Like he finally got the guts to do the one thing he couldn't do and stand up to well, I would call them losers, but you know, that's kind of mean. Come on, can't we just all play nice? <laughs> I mean, they're only feeding off the brains of dead people that have, you know, passed away. It's not like they're actively going out and killing you and taking your brains. Blaine might be, but we're, that, that's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I agree. I think he was definitely a hero in this episode um, because they can really gather a ton of info here and... Uh, and I think that they can really get an upper hand, which is going to be really important going forward because we can – I still want to talk more about Ravi specifically and uh, let you, Chris, touch on it as well. But, you know, we sort of got a little tease uh, of Chase Graves and that, you know, he doesn't necessarily like having or trust having humans um, kind of in the know. And uh... yeah, and this kind of goes off of what you and I were talking about last week, which like we assumed he wouldn't like having Clive or or kind of Ravi in the loop. And here he specifically says it, you know, about and here it's almost like he's more um, upset at Liv, too, when uh, because he's like, oh, you trusted your partner with this, like the fact that we were all zombies and everything. Um but I, I love that Liv responds there with, like, you know, he sacrificed so much, including, you know, he gave up the woman he loves, which, and only a, a couple scenes before we had seen Clive and Basio talking, and, mm-hmm. you know, 
th- things still aren't good there. Um, and uh, and I find it but, funny too. Sorry, but like how he he's basically like, oh, the island's not ready yet. You know, like if Z Day happens, there's you know, we we cannot go there. And it's like, dude, you know. They get off her back, because what did you expect? If if she doesn't, if she keeps the human, you know, out of the loop, then uh, Z Day happens. What? How long ago? Um, no. with Major in jail. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, I will say though, with everything that's going on, kind of tying it back into everything with Ravi and the zombie truth truthers, because they. So, you know, he's able – Ravi's able to kind of dissuade them from going after and kidnapping people because mm-hmm. he lies and says he's working on an anti-zombie vaccine, which, yeah. of course – which, of course, he's not. Um, and – and ba- but, you know, they end up bringing – they end up capturing Donnie anyway after his, like – Best trip crazy... of his life. Yeah, that was <laughs> – I was dying in that scene. Yeah, with <laughs> – but he's in the middle of the dog fight. Um, <laughs> but uh, that was crazy. I just love how he was using the beer taps as the yeah, yep, yeah, as the guns. Um, and I appreciated but, that they had they at least had the additional uh, necessary detail of like having beer as he like shakes them and pulls yeah, the taps, oh, yeah. like having the beer come out because I feel like yeah. that could have been very easily over overseen. Oh, definitely. Oh, excuse me, guys. Sorry. No, and definitely, uh, and and too, like the sound effects during the <laughs> the trip and everything were great too. But like, what I'm trying to say, I think Chase. I mean, Chase Graves has a point in a way to be all wor- to be worried when people like Harley Johns are making moves like this. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's not a bad idea to be or or making moves like shooting Baracus which we which mm-hmm. we see at the end of the episode too and i mean who's the first one to fire back chase graves um, yeah so it's like again it's as pretty much all things are in life there needs to be a happy medium mm-hmm. um but but yeah i mean i did think it was interesting though getting back to his interaction with with uh with live he does show like a little bit of a softer side for just a moment when he compliments her dress Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was kind of like interesting, you know, the same way that, uh, you know, Justin does too, when he sees her and everything. I, I thought that was like interesting. I don't know if that's just like, maybe they're going to have like possibly down the line. He's like, attracted like to li- yeah, yeah. Like not, not saying a relationship or a romance, but maybe he just finds something about her attractive. Has like a but... weirdly persistent, like interest in her. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but no, yeah, it was a, uh, it's an interesting first encounter for the two of them, and uh, you know, Chase Graves seems to be the same guy that we thought he was when we met him last week. He's determined to save all zombies. He really doesn't care about humans. He's kind of got that hardened uh, exterior that way about him. But I'm really curious what's going to happen when, you know, if if and when he finds out that. You know these zombie truthers actually have kidnapped one of their kind. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting, and I I, I will never say poor poor Donnie because Donnie yeah. always gets himself in trouble, and here he does again by taking 
too big a scoop of the blue brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, he's in he's in trouble, man. He's in trouble. He better he better hope that everyone else starts taking more of a more of a Chase Graves approach because otherwise, no no one's coming to save him. Very true. <coughs> and he'll be uh, a goner. <laughs> yeah, and I mean also like I think another thing is unfortunately for Ravi too, knowing Donnie and his big mouth and just who he is as a person, you know, he could very easily expose Ravi just as quickly as he went undercover, I guess. Oh, a hundred percent. And 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 honestly I wouldn't even it wouldn't shock me if it if it was just him being dumb and not even realizing the situation, I guess, and just having a slit like slip of the tongue that signified they knew they previously knew each other or had crossed paths, I guess. Yeah, he he's gonna want to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, just just so that Ravi can somehow save him, but. uh... Or get people there to save him. But, mm-hmm. uh, Especially because no matter what, like these aren't the type of people where he can, he can pull that type of a card to like benefit himself. You know, like he all no. he would end up doing is getting both himself and Robbie killed. I was gonna say, yeah, they're they're not gonna they're gonna torture him for information and then kill him. That's mm-hmm. all they're gonna do. Yeah. yeah so, but um, but again, so, you know. You, we'll come back to uh, Blaine and the uh, new enhanced blue brain. And that sort of <laughs> got Donnie into that situation. So, like you said, Blaine is uh, continuing to rise back into a pretty powerful position here. Um, he's uh, Again, he's got that Robbie's formula for the blue brain, and he's continuing to experiment with it and having success so he's um right now i mean blaine's looking like he's in a pretty promising position and i i I think it's pretty interesting to to talk about where that might go especially um you know with the knowledge of fillmore graves and having this sort of worldwide view of expansion um Either of you, any thoughts? How do you see this playing out, I guess? Sean? Sean? (laughs) Well, hmm. Honestly, not sure how this will go. Because given light of what happens towards the end of the episode... Things are really sort of kind of coming back to the way they were last season, mm-hmm. in a sense. With Fillmore Graves now being that new element, because we've got Blaine back to his old self. And I know we haven't really touched on it yet, but Stacy Boss coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's going to be weird. It's going to be... A huge all-out, like, fight for Seattle at this point between all of these different factions. Because we just re-added the Mr. Boss empire back into the things. If such an empire still exists. But 
Yeah. No, I don't know, man. Absolutely. I mean, I think that that's a. I think that's a good point. Is that sort of everything's up in the air right now, um, especially with Stacy Boss coming back because I think that you know that's a wild card for both Blaine and Peyton that obviously nobody is expecting. I, I don't think. I don't know about you two. I wasn't expecting it last night. Um, I. Uh... I had it spoiled for me because of uh, photos from upcoming episodes, but okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, so... wasn't I had a feeling he'd come back, but I didn't think it'd be this soon. I thought it would be like end well, of season. He would show up and be like, "I'm back." And that's the thing, sort like, of even, deal. Even with um, for me, yeah, I just with everything else that happened in the episode, I just was, it wasn't even in my mind. Um. But yeah, Agreed. I think I think right now it's everything's sort of up in the air, and I think Blaine, like you said, you know, he's sort of in this position of power. He's feeling good about things, but I think this is gonna like spook him a little bit, um, just with the timing, the convenient timing of it. Well, I mean, but I wonder though. I mean, I know he'll definitely go after Blaine, um, but I, I'm, I'm thinking more. This is gonna be more of a threat to Peyton. I agree. No, I definitely agree, but I think that there's no way. I just think that there's no way it doesn't impact Blaine, basically. Oh, I, I agree. I, I guess the main reason I'm thinking, like, a little less about Blaine now is because, like, he's he's out of the lucky you, you business. It's all about the it's all about the brain business for him now. So no, no drugs, but just... Uh... That's true, but I think also just that, I think Boss just holding that grudge of, uh, and knowing Blaine's out there as somebody who has shaken up his business and plans oh, yeah. and everything before, like, he's not a player that, he, like, you know, he's sort of just keep, he literally, quite literally keeps coming back to haunt Stacy Boss in a way, and, um, so depending on, I guess, what Boss's plans are and how they, pl- they play out, I could, you know, could see it. Th- those characters, I guess, interacting again or, you know, being at each other's throats. Definitely. I mean, because I think he's going to look at what happened with, you know, Peyton escaping at the end of last season and say, like, you know, who took out my men? Blaine did. Mm-hmm. So he's def- I think he's going to go after him for, like, kind of more of that reason, I guess. Yeah, because it's like yeah, Peyton yeah. is still the biggest thorn in his side, and who is that? A res- who caused that, Blaine? Yeah. Well, and the other question is, too, with regards to Peyton, right, is what's going on now with this Weckler case and, like, Barakas possibly being tied into it? Like, yeah. is, it mo- is it more than just him seeing... Uh, the dominatrix, sweet lady pain. Is it more than he's just trying to cover that up? Mm-hmm. Does it does it somehow have to do with Mr. Boss? Uh, I don't know. It's yeah. interesting for sure. Yeah, no, I think that was the biggest uh, wild card. And then, uh, what do you think? I guess Blaine's next moves are with his brain business, and uh, and again, this growing knowledge about. Uh, or growing discovery, I don't know what to call it, increasing knowledge of Fillmore Graves, and I guess, you know, continuing to learn about this larger culture and presence of zombies. Um, well, it's definitely going to lead, if not this season, sometime next season, to a potential discovery day. 
mm-hmm. because it's sort of becoming more and more apparent. The fact that Barakas took a shot and the following day he's going to be completely fine is going to raise a few eyebrows, especially with the zombie truthers. And the yeah. whole brain incident with with um, Don E is definitely going to put a little more attention on that as well. Very true. Well, and then the question is is too like with yeah with the attention Don E's getting. Like, I think this is the whole thing, right? Don E getting captured is what links Fillmore Graves with the Blaine storyline, I think. Because now the zombie truthers have him. This, this, the effects of this blue brain, blue brain were partially responsible. Um, I mean, I think it brings it all together because now I think, too, like, Fillmore Graves, I think, might even want to crack down on this brain business, you know, because they're like kind of conditioned themselves to these, you know, the brain tubes that don't have any visions. They don't have any of those side effects. It helps them stay incognito. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you have a brain that's giving you those crazy intense visions, you're going to attract attention. Yeah. And if you attract it in the wrong place, like Donnie did, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get picked up and potentially killed. Like these, what I love about this season is that these the zombie truthers, like Harley Johns and his group, they're not dumb. Um, they they have figured things out. They're suspicious. They're on the prowl. And in some ways, I think that does kind of justify Chase Graves' more like hardened approach to things. Um, but yeah, I mean. We're definitely we're definitely on our way to more people finding out about zombies. Is it going to be? I don't think all of Seattle is going to start believing in them necessarily, but I, it's going to be a more uh, kind of commonly accepted thing. And I, I do wonder, you know, if and we can get into Clive Bosio now, I guess too. Like if someone like you know if someone like Bazio ends up hanging around the whole season, will she finally learn the truth? And could that somehow fix things with her and Claude? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of a lot of possibilities. Yeah, and I I really hope oh it kills me. I really need them. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care if it's next season. I hope that they can patch that up. And uh, put those two back together. But I think you're right. I think that that doesn't happen unless uh, she learns about zombies and Clive has the chance to fully explain himself. And I guess, you know, what the situation fully was. Yeah, it just really hurt me to see Clive be so sad and vulnerable in that scene. And I'm like, poor guy just needs a break. And I think that, I will say, I think that one the one bright spot is when, you know, he has that epic, like, immediate run outside. And, like, she very well could have been gone. Yeah, I mean, she definitely turns around and gives him the chance to talk. Yeah. Um, which is a good sign. But that, man, that last line she says to him, where it's, like, it's, my, clay, it's my case, Clive, 
and I'm afraid I can't trust you with that information. Woo! That is... That's some... That's some biting... Biting words right there, because... You know, the last time she did... It, you know, it blew up in... You know, when they worked together on the Chaos Killer case... It, it blew up in her face, and it destroyed not only her case against Major, but their whole relationship. And... Clive, you know, even the way he says that, like, who do you make for it, you know, with with killing uh, the, the guy who's the dungeon master, um, you know, he's almost falling into this old pattern, and Basio is understandably not there yet, you know, yeah. like, and who knows if she'll ever be until Clive can trust her, and unfortunately, it's not his secret to share, um, but, uh, but, I mean, she has every right to be upset with them like she is. You know, we can't – we as an audience can't get mad at her for not forgiving Clive when he can't no. be honest with her. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely. Um, but I, I love Jessica Harmon as an actress, and I'm hoping that her presence here – like, I don't think they'd bring Vazio back just for one episode. Uh, yeah, and, exactly. Um. So I'm really hoping she's in the rest of the season and that we do get more of, uh, of Dale, of Dale and Clive Um, because that, that scene was heartbreaking, but it was also so well acted. And, uh, it definitely was like, like just the look like Malcolm Goodwin, especially man, when, when he was like Basio and he runs outside and just the music and everything that accompanied it, it was just really, really well done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that was my, like, the thing I was most excited about seeing and sort of just getting them interacting again made me happy. For sure. And sorry, one last thing I want to say, it's, it, it kind of underscores what Liv says to Chase Graves as well, because as I mentioned before, and like, as you've seen near the end of the episode, when Liv's talking to Chase and they're talking about Clive, she says even like he's given up so much, even like the woman he loves. And again, like actually having Basio in this episode and seeing this disconnect between them, you know, this like first interaction we've seen since the breakup, Mm -hmm. uh, it just kind of really, it highlights just how much he gave up again. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, lastly, I think at least in terms of, I can't believe I'm using this word, but major things happening. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. Oh, you. <laughs> um, it's because I'm here. <laughs> Gotta make the puns while I'm proud. Um, Major kind of has a new possible love interest, and uh, I think more importantly, Major just has a new friend. Um, I, I'm blanking on the girl's name. Shauna. Shauna, thank you. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, so Major sort of... And one major, I think in one, as sad as it is, I think in one of the most humorous parts of the episode, we just watch Major sitting on the bed reading through all this hate mail. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, and and the the title card for that was great too. The male gaze was <laughs> like that was that was so funny. Yeah, that was, and the fact that Robbie's been hiding them from him was as a nice touch. Yeah, so I thought that was a, um, I thought that was hilarious because again, just not something I was really expecting to see. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought the whole thing um, 
was sort of a, a nice addition to the episode. And again, I think it continues Major's story in a. I, I think as for as in the um, at the forefront of everything Major has been in this season. Um, now that with his current situation and being a human, I actually think this is a really nice story to give him um, as we as we sort of watch him slide into temporarily like more of a back seat compared to everything else is go- that's going on. Um, so I really liked it. I thought that this was something kind of exciting and just uh, nice for him, especially after because again, I think one of the most uh, like sad things for Major is that. You know, we see him sort of have that temporary reconnection with Liv, and obviously, um, just seeing that, you know, how strong his feelings really are still for her, and, um, and he has to watch her with Justin now, and, uh, obviously, we saw in this episode, too, it still is very uncomfortable for him, um, despite wanting the best for both of them and being a good friend to both of them, and then, um, and then he also you know, still knows nothing about, um, why am I blanking on her name? Um, the girl, you know, who, Oh, Natalie. Yes. Thank you. He's, there's still, you know, he's still kind of in the dark on that too. And I don't know, major. And just with like what Robbie's getting into now and sort of what they're all occupied with. Um, major definitely is, is sort of in this weird position, I guess, in not being able to as quickly jump in or be a part of these zombie things anymore. Um, Sean, what did, how do you feel about this? I just want to see Major happy. <laughs> Again, like, he's had so much crap thrown his way in the past seven episodes that he deserves just one little moment of happiness. Just, 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 just the one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think anything else. I mean, he's just too nice of a guy to, like, go out of his way to make himself happy. Because he wants to help everyone else out first. So, we're not, unless this relationship actually turns out to be something good, he's not going to be happy until pretty much those last minutes of the show like of the series run when Liv finally takes the cure and can be with Major Mm -hmm. granted that's if Major doesn't get shot or fatally injured for the entire run of the show and revert back to zombie form yeah and I mean I think to I agree with you Sean like this really is like this is a chance at like kind of peace and happiness for him. And I think even more important than romance, I mean, because obviously that's, you know, that's what's going to happen here is that, you know, we don't know what Shauna was accused of. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) this could uh, be interesting. She could be an ex wielding murderer for all we know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nah. And I think uh, she's going to maybe allow him to look at his situation in a new way and kind of cope with it better. Um, so that's what I'm mostly really excited uh, to see is, like, how she helps Major grow um, as a character. Because he's in definitely one of the worst, if not the worst, situation he's ever been in 
with, you know, being the chaos killer and no one wanting anything to do with him. Um, but if, if Shauna and her impact on him can kind of help him accept that and help him move on, then I think that will be, I think then we don't have, I don't think he'll have to wait then for the end of the series. You know, I think he'll, whether they're together romantically or not, I think if she has that kind of positive impact, he'll be able to kind of deal with the situation in like a healthy and happier way. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, that's what I'm very curious to see. I think that um, now being, I think almost it feels like Major has sort of been thrown back into reality um, now that he is no longer a zombie and doesn't have that outlet of Fillmore Graves and the like brotherhood, I guess, and community that he found there. So I, I think it'll be nice just to give him this new connection um, in the quote-unquote real world Um and to just see, yeah, how it helps him address um, everything he went through and had to do. And I, I'm ho also hoping it might allow us to just, yeah, explore a little more um, Major's, like, feelings. And I guess the depth of what he actually went through, you know, having to carry everything on his shoulders that he did as the Chaos Killer. For, sh for sure, yeah. I'm hoping for, like, a kind of deeper exploration of yes. that. because. We haven't had to see him struggle with this that mm -hmm. much because after, like, the first episode, he had his – he got his spot at Fillmore Graves. Yep. And it didn't, it didn't become as much of an issue. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, it will be uh, – it will definitely be a cool storyline to see. And I'm glad he's getting the love interest too because, like, man, it must suck watching, like, your new best friend date your girl – like, your ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Like, knowing that, um, especially knowing that, like, there's really nothing you can do about it because he's just being the bigger man and letting them be happy. Um, mm -hmm. even, the, even though you can tell in, like, the scene where Justin compliments Liv's dress, uh, even though you can tell, like, that the loneliness of his situation is really, really biting at him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm I Again, I think this is just another really nice step for um, for his character. Um, but is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on with the episode? Uh, I wonder how long Blaine's dad's going to be at the bottom of the well. <laughs> and how many times he's just going to come out there and throw random brains in there mm -hmm. to some random classic rock track about death i uh i love the fact that he like the little detail too like near the end there that he started almost like shooting the brains into the well like it was a basketball yeah. that, <laughs> it was brilliant was, it was so good um last thing i just really want to mention real quick uh that i think was kind of a small moment but a potentially well two things i guess one about you know, if we think the Barakas shooting was definitely the zombie truthers or not. And then two about uh, uh, Rachel, the girl, the photographer that Robbie meets at the zombie truth truthers meeting um, and kind of what what her deal is like. Do we do we trust her? What do we think about her? So I don't know. I wanted to see what you guys thought about that, too, because I have, I have my own opinions. But run away, run as far away from her as possible. <laughs> uh, I'm very curious. She's not safe. 
I I don't. Yeah, right now I don't feel like she's safe either. But I'm kind of curious if she could um, secretly be undercover too, um, because I mean, anybody you know in sort of like whether it's photojournalism, journalism, like you know those people, and especially um, when it's amplified in entertainment and like television and movies and everything, like those people will do whatever they have to, you know, to, to get their story and get the content for their story. And I could kind of see her very well, um, you know, also being sort of a, I guess, good guy or not, not zombie hater. Um, I'm really curious to see how that plays out and their relationship. Again, I think similarly to major, it's, it'll be interesting to see, to give Ravi, uh, a new character to interact with while, you know, he's sort of patching up his relationship with Peyton and everything and just trying to get those two back to friendship. Um, I don't know. Again, I sort of like that. And I, and I really like the idea that, that for Ravi, as we talked about earlier and I had brought up, like, again, you know, he's sort of in this position where he's trying to make up for, I guess, what he is embarrassed about. Um, in season two of staying in the car and not stepping up and between like what he does in the meeting and now this, I think he's sort of getting to, you know, these are, this is a new person he can sort of interact with somebody that doesn't know him and really can't know him in this situation, at least not right now. So I think it'll be interesting to see, um, how he interacts with her and, you know, being this, like, zombie, quote, I guess, zombie-hating person. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Because, yeah, she doesn't seem, again, she kind of seems like she's just going after a story. She, that in a way, she's kind of undercover, too. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if that's going to lead to Ravi maybe trusting her a little too much. We'll uh, have to see. I liked her. First impression, I liked her. Um, but... Yeah. yeah, maybe she might be too good to be true. Cute girl on a motorcycle offers to give you a ride. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's still a wild card at this point. But um, yeah, I think I could see it going either way. But I think that's obviously just as valid of a point and something like I would buy into just as much that like, you know, could I think Ravi right now could very easily get caught up in how he wants to appear. Um and I think, you know, she could just, like, throw the fishing pole and bait out there. And, uh, and like you said, Chris, just straight up use him. Not for sure. And then, I don't know, with Barakas, with all this kind of shady stuff that's going on with Peyton, I feel like it's too simple of an answer for it to be the zombies. You know? Or, <laughs> actually, not the zombies, the zombie truthers. Going mm-hmm. after yeah, I have no idea at this point. Um, I that was probably the one thing I really just don't. I don't even know, Sean. Do you like? Do you have a guess? Honestly, like it. It's making it look like it can be pretty much anyone. They're doing a real good job of covering all the bases to not slip up who did it, mm-hmm. who done it. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, per, like, I don't know. I agree personally. Like, I don't feel like I 
want to like concretely guess or go all in on somebody do you is there anybody chris you what's your i mean uh, do you have like a straight hunch i mean if i'm i don't know if i'm going like if i'm going if i'm going specific like i think um I think it's one of two things. I don't think it's the zombie truthers. I think it's either whatever, A, whatever he's wrapped up in that we don't know about, or B, it was staged to help him in the polls. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I I definitely agree. That's a good point, too. Because he would know that, like, him getting shot, you know, wouldn't kill him, unless it was a headshot, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... Yeah, either he staged it or maybe Fillmore Grave staged it because they want, you know, they want a zombie official in office. Um, I don't know, but I, I don't think it's as simple as that because uh, I don't think it's as simple as that because they literally just had this conversation with, you know, the zombie, the zombie group, the anti-zombie group about like, you know, laying low a little bit you know, not going after these people. So, um, I just doesn't seem like the type of action they would take at that, at that time. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's definitely a good point as well. That's, uh, I don't know. That's something that I think that's, especially knowing sort of Chase Graves and again, how calculated he can be. Um, or at least from what we've seen of him so far. I would not put that out of the question either, um, that this is all planned. And while we're on that scene, I, from our account, I live-tweeted about it. That, when Liv, when he gets shot and Liv knows he's going to react in full zombie mode, mm-hmm. that line, right, when she's like, eyes on me, yeah, that's, that is completely on purpose. <laughs> and how it sounds like eye zombie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I had to do a double take. I thought at first I was like, huh? Yeah, no no no. I, I got you. I, I love that whole encounter though, because again it shows like how like heroic Liv can be even when she's not solving a case and like just the fact that she was able to step in, like calm him down and just like take care of the situation. Yeah. Without even without even thinking. And then when she like snapped on the other doctor, like, I'm a doctor too. I was like Hell yeah, you are. Yeah, I think you that, got him. I think also that that um, her reaction, I think, again, it'll sort of, I think, I mean, I don't know if it'll get touched on, obviously, but I think that, that could very well be another situation where that, again, uh, sh- impacts how Chase Graves views her. Because I think, you know, at first, obviously, I want to say he's sort of just very... You know, he keeps his cards close to the chest, obviously. He's, he doesn't trust anybody. Um, he, he especially live, you know, with that interaction and, uh, and like, her revealing so casually um, zombies to humans and everything. And But I don't know. I think that this will kind of... I think this might sway his view on her a little bit and show that she does react and, you know, her immediate, she does realize... Even before him, you know, he immediately obviously pulls out his gun and goes to defense mode. But she knows that that could, if somebody snaps the right picture of him in that moment mm-hmm. and he's not looking at her and he's looking up or at something, yeah, because even game he, over. even it, even his son like almost yeah. notices. Yeah. Uh, um. 
Yeah, it was uh, definitely definitely interesting. So I'd be sure. I'd personally be curious at least with that situation to see if that I could very well see that being like a a gold star <laughs> next to Lib's name in uh, Chase Graves' book. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> future fu- future Fillmore Graves Employee of the Month. Yeah. But she doesn't even work here. <laughs> yet. Yet. Yet, yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, that, that'll be one of the few complaints from someone. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Just, yeah, like, yeah. been striving for it, like, but she doesn't even work here. Yeah. And, and Chase is just going to look at them dead in the eyes and go, He'll probably and? shoot them. Uh, well, yeah, that or he'll tell them, <laughs> he'll, that or he'll tell them to go back and watch, uh, watch Mean Girls. Doesn't even go here. Um. Uh, <laughs> four for Glenn Coco um, anyway but yeah um, uh, once again I mean anything else uh, the just real quick I mentioned the one title card I really loved the other one was uh, when they're doing the Dungeons and Dragons night and it's quest love yeah yep yeah <laughs> Which uh, that one that one really got me. That was uh, that was awesome. Oh, and also, uh, not only is Clive a Dungeons and Dragons and Game of Thrones fan, now he's a fan of the Flash. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot cool. to mention that. Cool little scene. Yeah, nice little shout out to the to the show that kind of was their lead in. Um, I just I, just I mean, for... that comic book shop looked to only have DC comics on it, so you know. Oh yeah, plug, they are plug. not they are not subliminal about. About that, <laughs> DC rebirth everywhere. Even as I watch Riverdale now, and like every time <laughs> I feel bedroom. like there's a new rebirth marketing campaign in Archie's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. But yeah, I agree. I thought that was a nice little touch. Um, yeah, I just I just hope Clive hasn't watched season three yet. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> He's 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 behind. He's binging the show on Netflix. That's why he's a big fan. Destroy. He, he was waiting until today to watch it. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. He's just sitting at home and crushing disappointment now. Um, anyway, yeah. until he gets to the finale, and then he gets to the finale and goes, "Oh, okay, all right, that makes sense. All right," and then moving on with his life. I don't know. I don't know. Clive's a busy man. I don't know if he'd get to the. <coughs> Excuse me, if he'd get to the finale. <laughs> but this is not the Flash podcast. But uh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Any uh, any other things you wanted to touch on, Sean? No, that's pretty much it. Well, I think then that'll pretty much wrap up our uh, review of. Uh, this week's episode, um, and we are going to jump into now, um, we're just going to touch on, I guess, the pictures of the upcoming episode, um, yeah, pictures and, pictures for two weeks from now, and the promo for next week. So, we will have a little spoiler talk here. Uh, I'm, if you don't mind, I'm going to throw this to Chris, because I personally don't like to seek out these photos or anything. I don't mind, like, touching on them with you guys and hearing them, but I don't actually want to go look them up, I guess, if that's fair. Well, I, I, I have to every week, because I'm the news guy. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I... 
Um, anyway, it's fine. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's basically, well, we have the promo for next week, which I think we should talk about first, which is the, you know, back when we got the news that Drake would be coming back for, um, an episode because Liv would be having visions of him. Um, we're finally going to get that next week's episode, which is titled, uh, return, return of the dead guy. Um, and so that, I don't know. I think it looks like it looks more fun than I thought it was going to be, at least by the promo. Um, but then again, spanking the zombie, the, the dominatrix episode looked really fun too. And the last 10 minutes of that episode were soul crushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who knows, but that's how they get you. Yeah, exactly. But just from that tra- that trailer, it looks like it's a lot of fun. And then the other uh, minor thing I wanted to bring up are, are the photos uh, from the week after. This will be the um, the June uh, June thirteenth episode called Conspiracy Weary. Um, and the main takeaway from this is that uh, Blaine and Chase Graves are meeting. Liv is there. Perhaps Liv is introducing them. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to read the episode description because <laughs> I don't want to know that much. Uh, but yeah, I guess just you know, one, what you guys think of from, what do you think of the promo, and then two, what do you guys think of the uh, of the photos as well? All the brain's been soaking a little too long. <laughs> it's been longer than ten days, Ravi. Come on. Yeah, I'm, that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> I'm very curious. I mean, I think this is obviously an episode we've uh, we've all been waiting for, and um, and I'm very I'm excited to have um, Drake back on the show. I think it'll be nice to just see his presence uh, one last time and everything. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm very curious, I guess. I feel like, you know, on the surface and everything we've gotten, it looks like a lot of fun or at least very goofy, but I think this is going to very quickly, you know, become an emotional episode by the the ending of it. I I fully agree. I also want to know where Liv and Peyton are heading in the promo because Looks like Pey- like Peyton's wearing what looks like cat ears. Yeah, like... right. Yeah, I was I was very confused <laughs> like confused by that as well. Yeah, They're going almost... to a Josie and the Pussycats concert. <laughs> hey, I mean the multiverse. Zomb- yeah, there are there are zombies in the new Riverdale comics, right? So or mm-hmm. at, at some point, so. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I'm really curious where they're headed there. And then, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty excited to see Blaine and Chase meet. Um, I think it's uh, it's gonna be a gonna be kind of a cool meeting. I'm anxious to see what brings them together exactly. But uh, yeah, I don't know. How do you guys think that meeting's gonna go? Like what? Um, I like think, what? I don't know, I think that that would be one of the most interesting, uh, like, character interactions that we get, because, I don't know, I could see them, again, I could see them really hitting it off, but I could also see that being just surface level, you know, and these are two guys who, like, they, I think they crave power, and, uh, 
and sort of always like to obviously have the upper hand or be like one step ahead of whoever they feel they are competing with. And uh, so I'm very excited. I, I Like I said, I think that's just going to be one of the most interesting dynamics we get. Blaine's, Blaine's probably going to say something to piss Chase off. <laughs> it, it's Blaine. He... They're both very power-hungry people, but Blaine isn't the guy to take himself too seriously. Chase, on the other hand, does take himself a little too seriously. Mm -hmm. So, definitely. Blaine's probably going to say something offhand. It might not be in this first interaction, but definitely down the line where Blaine will say or do something and completely screw everything up. (laughs) In his favor, obviously. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely don't see them becoming fast friends. No, that is that is for sure. That is for sure. Enjoying a beer at the scratching folks together. <laughs> yeah, Tri- tripping out on some blue brain together. No, nah, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, what did what what did Walter White always say, man? Don't like. That's what they tell you. First rule of business, and Donnie didn't learn it. You don't use your own product. You know? Yeah. Uh, you're gonna Thank have a bad. You. Someone gonna had to a, make the Breaking Bad reference. <laughs> you're gonna have a bad time otherwise. Yeah. You know? oh. But uh, but uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, that that will do it though for the the kind of the spoiler talk. Uh, cool. Well, I'll, yeah, the one other thing I will bring up. I wasn't sure if I was going to, but um, is the potential title for the two-part finale? Um, I'm not sure if this will be changed or not. I think this is what it's going to be: is uh, looking for Mister Goodbrain, um, and that's going to be part one and two. Mm-hmm. That's the r- rumored title at the moment. So something else that's cool. Definitely nothing we can speculate on now, but you know, something to know. Um, and uh yeah that'll do it cool so with that we will um wrap things up and slide right into our plugs so they heard us last week sean what do you got going on where can they find you pretty much all the time at snarky sean um uh, either that or sitting in my bedroom playing magic carp jump um because I have no other things to do in my life. Uh, I do stuff for the Marvel Report. Animation reviews have kind of been on a standstill since my technology decided to stop working. Um, but I do Avengers Academy stuff, and the Guardians event does end this week. Actually ends the day we post this, so hopefully I can get it out before the event ends. But there's a new event coming out that I'm going to do a write-up about tomorrow or today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brain hurts. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I'm doing right now. My other podcast is on hold, and I have one that's in the pipeline that won't see the light of day until sometime midsummer. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> and, Good stuff, uh, Chris. How about you? Yeah, you guys can find me um, on Twitter at CKinger13. Uh, that's where I'll be posting 
like future reviews. Uh, I'm pretty much done with reviews for the year, minus iZombie, but those will be coming out for the most part um, every Tuesday night, uh, not too long after the episode, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, also, um, Blaze and I both will be at Philly Comic Con this weekend, so depending on what the situation is, I might try to live-tweet some panels. Um, with Again, the Riverdale cast is going to be there. Paul Wesley from the Vampire Diaries and some other kind of cool people as well. Um, so depending on what the panel situation is like, might try to get some stuff there. Definitely be posting cool photos and things too. So uh, yeah, just be sure to follow me on Twitter at SeekingR13 uh, for all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Awesome. And um, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Blaze Hopkins. Um, similarly to Chris, my reviews are sort of finished up right now. Um, looking to hopefully cover some stuff throughout the summer. Not sure what yet, but um, always keep on the lookout for that. Um, always have my comic reviews over at the Marvel Report. Um, and like Chris said, well, you can catch me at Philly Comic Con this Saturday. And... Um, uh, yeah, down the line, San Diego Comic-Con, um, but yeah, I hope, hope everybody goes and checks out Wonder Woman and talks about that, so I'm excited to see it. So excited, so excited. Yeah. And, uh, as always, you can go follow us on Twitter at iZombieRadio, um, throw us a like on Facebook, um, at, again, iZombieRadio, um, you can check us out on Stitcher. Uh, go rate and review us on iTunes, please. That would be huge um, if you do listen to the show. And otherwise, as always, we are a part of the DC Podcast Network. Um, so anything related to that, we have some great shows out there. Quiver, uh, Green Arrow Podcast, Flash Podcast, Supergirl Radio, Legends of Gotham, Legends of Tomorrow... DC Films, DC TV Classics, uh, us here at iZombie Radio, and uh, the recently added Black Lightning Podcast, the Krypton Podcast, and uh, the most recent and newest edition, uh, the Titans Podcast. Wow, that is a mouthful. But, <laughs> as you can see, um, you know, always trying to bring you guys the latest greatest content and discussion on these awesome dc uh tv shows so you know the mega feed is also fixed yes so that is the thing that exists now again yeah so i mean go check that out go follow or explore all of those uh accounts and the dc tv podcast network on twitter um otherwise i think that pretty much wraps it up for us here at iZombie Radio. Uh, as always, we appreciate you listening along with us for another week, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.